This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Want to see a real velociraptor dribbling the basketball? Go to shop.lowerafterhours.com. And we're back with the wickedly talented Zach Harper. Thank you very much, Limited Mike Ryan fan account, uh, Lou Rafter. Uh, we are thrilled this week to be joined by none other than the host of the Athletic NBA show uh, and co-host of the Cinefo podcast, um, as well as the NBA Daily Ding, I believe, um, uh, Zach Harper. Zach, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Also, if I can keep whoring out myself, uh, you can Absolutely. subscribe to The Athletic and you can subscribe to SiriusXM Radio where you can hear me on SiriusXM NBA Radio three mornings a week. And you can hear myself and Amin Al-Hassan on Mad Dog Sports Radio uh, every Friday night from 10 to 1 Eastern. Oh, wow. Okay, man. At I, night. Yeah, I, Friday night. Yeah. I always I always find a, at least a few. I feel like every guest we have on here has eight more shows slash uh writing gigs slash hosting you know like like uh uh then i'm gonna be able to dig up like so i always lead in with a couple of a couple of them and let let you guys fill in the uh also i I already forgot one i have we have a youtube show that's relatively (laughs) new on the athletic so you go to youtube.com slash the athletic uh every thursday ish we hope it's myself and wasney lambre from the athletic we do like a 10 minute video on something in the nba so we've done the rise and fall of russell westbrook we did uh how the clippers screw this up so badly i think we just did award predictions so you can also check that out and then i'll come up with something else before this podcast is over (laughs) how long how long are those episodes um anywhere from like eight to 13 minutes so far our goal is to get it around like eight or nine minutes but um but yeah somewhere in that like you know not quite quibby range of time so i'm, I'm a fast eater at lunch and i i uh, work in a body shop uh for my for my day job uh, i don't do this professionally obviously but uh, uh <laughs> yeah. i i i love i love watching that not yet movie. not yet not yet yes exactly uh uh what is it dress for the job you want not the job you have right so um you're dressed uh, for it trust me as someone who does this you're dressed for it <laughs> yes as uh, as you can see the the clothing and stuff in the back of my closet here um that length video that length youtube video uh where like those deep rewind videos or you know from yeah. from uh the basketball ch- i love i love that type of uh um uh youtube content it's the perfect length to uh eat my lunch to uh i watch one or two of those and then then get back to work usually so i'll, I'll keep an eye out for that for sure man um Thank just to, to to kick things off um what are some i kind of wanted to just get a feeling from you what are some of the storylines you're excited about with the the nba starting back up right now like well, what's at the top of your list as far obviously there's the big one like harden and Giannis yeah. signing the extension uh the kind of the obvious ones is there anything else that you're you're really looking forward to that that is kind of flying under the radar right now um 
You know, like I'm I'm actually interested a lot in the Wizards, which is I haven't said in a very long time because I actually think like Russell Westbrook's going to be good for them. Like that team, look, I would never want Russ as my number one guy, but that team sucks. Like that team is perennially horrible. And so like going from John Wall sitting at home with like eight injuries to yeah. Russell Westbrook, who will bust his ass. Now he'll get like crazy. Um, sure. but he'll but he'll bust his ass like he can get that team to the playoffs and so like I'm interested in kind of like whatever redemption comes out of that I think we'll it won't be as extreme as the Chris Paul redemption from last year but I think we'll see a lot of people go hey maybe people are wrong about Westbrook we're not but it's gonna be like <laughs> way better than what the perception is so I think that's one um, you know I, I grew up a Timberwolves fan and so like I'm, I don't really root for the team anymore I don't really care like once they traded KG I kind of started getting out and now I now I like I have a couple friends who work in the organization but right. um, but I don't really care if they win or lose anymore but like I'm interested to see how they screw that up like they they always they've had four <laughs> literally four years that mattered in their 32 year history at this point and so like chances are it won't work out and then um the Raptors playing in Tampa Bay is just a weird one where I like haven't wrapped my head around it. And it's, and it's something where, um, you know, as we try to figure out what this empty arena post, hopefully post pandemic situation looks like, like the Raptors not being allowed to go home is a very, uh, is a very weird, like Liam Neeson <laughs> needs to save them type of scenario. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good, good point. As, as a, uh, uh, a native of North Carolina and, and borderline Charlotte Hornets fan, I was kind of hoping we would, we would uh, somehow get Russell, uh, you know, to Charlotte yeah. just to, just to ball out, just to ball out. I don't, I have no, uh, you know, misconceptions about, about anybody's playoff hopes by any stretch, but it would have been fun to have him in a Hornets jersey. Well, that was the weird thing too, is like, the Hornets, the Knicks, and the Magic were all like, ah, should we trade for Westbrook? And I'm like, the hell is wrong with you? You guys suck. Like, yes, go get that guy. Yes, it's a lot of money, but oh my God, I can't wait to see Alfred Payton run a pick and roll with Julius Randle. Like, no one's saying that. I would have uh, I, I would have forked out the money for I, I own a Larry Johnson number two Hornets jersey and oh, Westbrook yeah. Westbrook would have been my second jersey that I own uh, of the Hornets. So, all right, we're going to kick it off uh, with Jeff out in L.A. Jeff, go ahead with your question, man. Hey, Zach, it's Jeff. Um, so first off, uh, <laughs> Westbrook would have totally stifled their recent draft pick. So I wouldn't want to mess around with screwing up the potential of a ball player, um, so to speak, um, if I was you, Crispy. But that being said, I'm going to nerd out with you for a little bit here. Yeah, let's do so, it. Also, wait, hold on real quick. Like, it's the Hornets. They'll probably screw it up on their own. Like, I don't think you have to worry about Russ doing fair, it. Fair, fair point. Um, all right, so a couple years back when the Cavs spiked like crazy, and I actually asked David Sampson a similar question a while back. Uh, the... Michelle Roberts kind of insisted on instead of smoothing this cap spike over a number of years, taking it all up front. And that's why we saw all those crazy ass contracts with, right. you know, Mozgov and crap. I'm a Lakers fan. So I'm still a little bit offended by that, but you, you know what I mean? So a few years back we had, you know, people getting $70 million that deserve 12. Um, and so now we're going to have a cap dip presumably with the China stuff and, and right. the pandemic and everything like that. So assuming that, well, one, do you think that there, she's, I assume she's going to try to argue for smoothing it this time over a number of years, as opposed to taking the loss all at once. But also, do you think that's why we're seeing players like AD and Giannis taking these five-year maxes before they get to a 10-year threshold where they can get 36% of the cap? Um, I do think there is something to the idea of like, oh man, the economy, what happened? Like, why are we, we lost so much money as a league. Like, let's make sure we get that, that big money. Cause we have seen a lot of stars go flexibility in the past, right? Like LeBron famously went flexibility and now he's kind of, you know, signed up for the rest of his career being with the Lakers, um, which sounds more dramatic than it is, but that's also different from his mode of operation. Like we saw Kevin Durant keep that flexibility, uh, with the Warriors, I do think there's something to the idea of like, I want the security right now. But I also think that we've kind of learned over the last couple of years that you can sign an extension and 
force your way out if you want, right? Like Russ did it. I know we can pretend that Russ didn't get his way out of Oklahoma City, but he he wanted out of Oklahoma City at that point. Once Paul George did the exact same thing and wanted out, James Harden is doing it right now. If Giannis in a year from now, like said, like, hey, I don't like how we we flamed out again. Like, you know, you got a year to figure it out or get me out of here. I don't think that would shock anybody. Like Carl Anthony Towns signed an extension. We're talking about is he going to demand a trade? Devin Booker, same thing. So I do think like player empowerment has gone the way of get your money, get your security. You can still find wherever you want to go in a trade, you know, pretty quickly after that, if you want. And I think the, I think Steven Jackson may have been like the, you know, obviously not a superstar, but I think Steven Jackson was the dude who like signed an extension with Charlotte and was like, get me out of here. Or maybe he got himself to Charlotte from it. I can't quite remember when that was, but um, yeah, you don't really need to, have a year left to threaten that anymore. I think that's what players have figured out. Well, to, to that point, how do you think Giannis's 15% trade kicker plays into that power player empowerment thing? Um, it definitely helps because he can waive it, right? Like we've seen trade okay, kickers so waivable before. Okay. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, you can, you can waive a trade kicker if you want. And so like you can kind of, if they were going to say like, hey, Giannis, fine, you want out, but we're sending you to Sacramento. He'd be like, all right, give me the trade kicker. And now you're looking at 40 plus million dollars plus 15%. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a mathematician, but I know that's more, I know that's higher than what it currently is. Right. So and that's a lot extra, more. So extra 6 million. Yeah, exactly. Which that's already a hard contract to match up in the first place. So it doesn't make it untradeable. It just makes it way more complicated mm-hmm. to do. Um, but yeah, like I don't like trade kickers are just kind of things we throw in there, but if teams want to get around them and players want to get around them, it's very doable. Right. On. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Up next, we're going to throw it to Beat Count. Go ahead, Beat. Hey, Zach. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Really, uh, really appreciate your time. So as a person who hasn't seen a basketball game since game six of the 98 finals, um, what is something that can get me back into the game? Oh, man. Um, Have you seen these guys move? Like this is like it's really like. I granted we can't do that this season, but I've all I've said for a while now, like there, there are two guys you absolutely have to, absolutely have to see in person. One is LeBron and one is Russ. I'm coming off like this huge Russell Westbrook fan. I'm not like, I, I like him, but he's not like this all end all be all, but I'm, I just realized I'm really blowing him up here. Um, but they just move in a way that doesn't make sense. And it doesn't come across on TV. Like they look athletic on TV. Like they look like aliens in person. And so with the way everyone kind of moves now, like I think that you can find, you know, Giannis needing a dribble to get from half court to dunk the basketball and do it legally. Like that's something that I think you like would want to watch regularly. Like Steph Curry, I don't know if people here like Steph Curry or not, but like the things he does and the arrogance he has isn't like that guy turns away when he shoots a ball before it goes in the hoop. Like I love shit talking I, that's my favorite thing to do. I love it. Like I love it when players do it. I don't get mad when anyone does it. Like it raises the stakes for everything and brings more entertainment. I think you're seeing a lot more attitude from players in the league now. And, and as someone who doesn't like to play defense past the age of 30, like I'm pro all these rules favoring offensive people. And then, you know, defense can come around the playoffs. Like, I just think you can see a skill level that if you compare it to what you saw in 1998, the skill level is like through the roof. Now, maybe the application of that skill level still needs to catch up, but guys are so beyond talented now that if you enjoy basketball on some level and watch, the skill level will blow you away. Like, it, it truly is special. But if but if you ask all the old heads, they basically would uh, – none of these new guys would survive because apparently back then they were killing each other on the court. <laughs> Right. Also, like it took you a good 45 minutes to rotate from the weak side over into help because you couldn't legally like there were no help rules. So they're like, oh, yeah, they're arm checking. It's like, yeah, I'm sure six, eight, 270 pound LeBron James wouldn't be able to battle <laughs> this with your yeah, forearm I, just moving yeah. into him like he wouldn't even feel it. Like and Steph, like you adjust on how you play against that stuff. Like it's not a it's really not a big deal. And you know, every like, you know, Bob Cousy, granted, this is a fifties, but like Bob Cousy looks like Stanley from the office when he dribbles and we're like, wow, what an all time player. Like it's not Bob Cousy's the biggest yeah. fraud in NBA lore. 
Wow. He shot 37% for his career. Wow. And then in the okay. playoffs, he shot 35%. Now, granted, back then, that wasn't that bad. But, like, you know, we do this this thing at the end of each uh, each radio show on NBA Radio um, where Amin and I go through this date in NBA history. And I swear to God, during the playoffs, it was all like, the Celtics win this championship behind 40 points from Bill Russell. And we would look at the box score, and it's like, Bob Cousy, 17 points on six of 22 shooting. We're like, what the heck? Like, this is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Like, the the skill level is incredible. And so, you know who I listen to? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson is the one, like, consistent old head who will look at today's game and be like, no, these guys can play. These guys can play at any time. And because he's not worried about his legacy being tarnished in any way by saying, hey, these guys are good, too. Somewhere in a Dunkin' Donuts outside of Boston, Bob Ryan's ears just perked up. <laughs> Please his, don't play his, that for Bob Ryan. His, his he doesn't face, know who I am, and he doesn't burning. need to know who I am. Yeah, it's okay. He he hates me already, so don't worry. We'll add you to the list, Zach. Zach, Damn. thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Beep. All right, up next we're gonna go to Drake, aka aka, excuse me, Cody Cavalry. Go ahead. What's up, Zach? So um, you've uh, built somewhat of a relationship with Mike Ryan over the past few months, I'm assuming, with the with the whole basketball, the greatest basketball minds or whatever he deemed that little yeah. segment, which we all enjoyed. Um, so I don't know how what y'all's um, relationship extends to. I don't know if you've ever seen him play basketball before. If not, what would you imagine him being on the basketball court? Uh, I have not played with him before i'm trying to think i don't think i've i haven't played with any of that crew. like i played with like tom haverstrow before a bunch but like i don't think i ever played with mike um i would imagine mike is like a reggie evans without like punching someone in the balls type of player like i think he was gonna he would do the dirty work like i don't know if he has a skill set or not but like he's a tallish dude for regular people and i think that he would go around setting screens grabbing rebounds you know doing the right thing communicating like i think he would go through and like do that (laughs) unless he has skill if he has skill boris dia hold on zach and just real quick i want to make i agree with you completely like you said earlier how you're when you're 30 you don't want to play defense that's all mike does that's why when he plays soccer he sits at the goalie he wants no part of skill level athleticism. Go right. take your non-athletic ass to the goal. Sorry, Mike. Now I would want I would only want to be a goalie in soccer. I don't know if they're goalies or goalkeepers. I don't I don't follow soccer enough. But I like I would want to do that because I can't stop myself from using my hands. That's the only reason why I would want to be that position. Because if you're playing the sport, you just want to score, right? Like that's the only thing I want to do at this point. No doubt. Appreciate By the it, way, I lit Tom Haverstrow up constantly you can ask him i lit his ass up buckets oh headline that's it that, that, there's the headline for the bucket. put it on there he knows it <laughs> put it on the chiron put it on the chiron now all right we're gonna go to uh to lou rafter go ahead lou all right hey zach um so i before we get started so everybody listen to this you need to go listen to the cinephobe um if you're a big fan of the Lovatar show you guys kind of you keep you have that same spirit of why we love the Levitard show. It's really fun. You guys' chemistry with Amin and uh, Maze is great. I absolutely love it. Thank you um, so much. So I'm kind of going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to move away from sports because we got enough sports. So I did a little, little digging and hopefully, I really hope this is you, that you were in a movie called Dance with a Vampire and you played a no, police officer. No, I was officer. not. No, oh, I, would, man. I wish, but I know I have, no, I've, my only Hollywood credit is I wrote on a Comedy Central pilot three years ago for Ian Carmel, who's now the co-head writer of the James Corden show. Yeah. And so Ian's a good friend of mine, and and I and so he he allowed me to write on the sports comedy thing that didn't get picked up. But I was in a sketch for that show as a cab driver as when we retold the story of the night Charles Barkley got drunk and then told a police officer he was trying to get a blowjob from the woman he was with as he got pulled up. <laughs> so we retold that story. I don't know if you guys know who Sam J is. She's a super funny comedian. I think she, she writes for um, Saturday night live. Now she has a Netflix special. She's amazing, but she played Charles Barkley for us in this retelling. That was a very much like a, the vibe of like Charlie Murphy stories for Chappelle's show. That's what, that's kind of what we ripped off there. 
Well, well, this this might make a, a cinephobe. I'm sh- imagine a meme will hate this, but it's basically I, I wrote it out. I can, there's apparently there's a Zach Harper that plays a policeman in this vampire movie, but uh, follow the story of Redwood Justice, who is determined to rescue his sister from the vampires that kidnapped her years ago. Bolt Upright has oh, the God. skills and knowledge necessary to fight the vampires and takes Redwood on a whirlwind journey that takes him right into the vampire's den. I feel like this is a fever dream I had. Like this, I don't know if I was in it, but I definitely thought of it at some point. I, yeah, I'm in on this. Whatever this is. Also, there's a Zach Harper who covers the royal family for some Canadian magazine, and I get emails constantly about love your coverage of this, but you got this wrong when talking about Kate Middleton. I'm like, this is this. I promise this isn't me. Yo, 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 yo. Hold on a second. Hold on, Lou. Did you say one of the characters was named Bolt Upright? Yeah, that's the main character, Bolt Upright. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's like a Frankenstein type of thing. Like that's what no, that sounds it, like to me. It, it, it looks like a. Let me see when it was. Uh, I don't know. It seems really. It seems like a really crappy B movie that like have, probably has a cult following. Like I, this Bolt Upright guy's like been in a bunch of movies, but and we know I, nothing about cult followings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not at all. This, I wonder if my my girlfriend might have been in this. I don't know. Let me see. What's so, it called? So that dance with a vampire. Dance with a vampire. That lead. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's uh. That's that movie with Rick Pitino. <laughs> <laughs> that lead. It's only, it's only, it's only a twenty second shot of him. Uh, two thousand six. Okay, Four point six. Can we uh, can we stop while he looks this up and appreciate the low key flex of I think my girlfriend was in that movie. Like no, she's, she's, she's been in, she's been in a lot of random low budget things, so I I never know. That's a flex. Pursuant to her IMDb, <laughs> she does have an IMDb, just not on there. <laughs> so so she's how long has she been an actress? Like like what has she been? In? Uh, she. So she's um nothing nothing you've probably seen like there was a movie that came out in Jan or no April uh she shot it in January or something like that called like the 420 movie uh okay. which is awful it's I mean it's <laughs> awful she she's in one or two scenes and she kills it in her scenes because she's a comedian and so and like it wasn't the best written thing and so she ended up ad libbing a few of her scenes and they took the ad libs. Um, but she was in that. That was terrible. She's in a really funny um, pilot called Border Patrol. If you check out Border Patrol, it, there might, it might literally be BorderPatrol.com or probably BorderPatrolComedy.com is a safer search right, that will right. yield you better results. But she's um, it's a very like Reno 911-esque thing about, you know, the Border Patrol. And so she's in that. Um, and that is something that's gone around a bunch of festivals and won a bunch of awards. So it might get turned into a TV show pretty soon. Very I don't cool. know, but she, would, she's hilarious in that. That's what cool. I would imagine as a comedian, that's almost like an award. If, if your, uh, your improv lines make it into the film versus the scripted, like that has to be like in a, a, a personal achievement. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I think so. And she's like, she's done like a bunch of like, punching up scripts and stuff before and, and and stuff like that and um and so like i feel like i i know that when she when we watched it she she was like amazed she's like oh they did take like my ad lib of that and then told us what the line was and it wasn't very good or funny so it was yeah that i think for her that was like i, I knew i was right on this one well uh i i really appreciated lou completely going into that whole question it was it was our uh, Dan asking Serge Ibaka if his name really was like nine names long, completely barreled right into that full of confidence and uh, completely got derailed there. But I, I hope you uh, guys actually watch that movie. Uh, may- maybe uh, use that for a future episode. Um, we, we got some more. It'll piss a mean off. So I'll, I'll absolutely pick it because it'll make Hell yeah. mad. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go to Kiz now. Uh, Kiz, go ahead. Hey, Zach, big fan of uh, all your work and all your breakdowns in basketball. I feel like you're one of the Thank you. dudes I really respect and try to listen to as much as possible. Um, so you're obviously at The Athletic as a writer and journalist and um, probably the most well-known person on The Athletic is obviously, I think, in my opinion, at least, uh, Shams. And yeah. I'm sure he has like a crazy life, but I don't know much about him. Do you have any like uh, interesting stories about Shams? 
they will be willing to share um, with? Let me see what I've got about Shams. Uh, so I've only worked with him for a couple years now, and I don't know him terribly well. I can tell you that, uh, one, he's gr- – I think he's like 25 or something like that. Like, it's crazy how young he is because he's been, like, one of the best Good reporters Lord. for a long time. Um, yeah, I think he's like 25, 26, something like that. Um, he – I'll say this. I thought – I got a tip of where Russell Westbrook was going to be traded during draft night. And so I'm not really a report. Like I'll report a couple of things here and there, but I, I hate reporting. Like it's the worst part of the, of the job. I just want to make a, a bunch of jokes and like hopefully be right about basketball. But I got like a pretty reliable tip um, on where Russ was going. And so I threw it to my editor. My editor's like, hey, run it by Shams. Let's see what he knows. And then we can go from there. I was like, okay, cool. And so I text Shams like, hey, I hear this and this and this, and this is why I would believe it and the blah, blah, blah. I sound like this big, long text. And he and he's super nice, great dude, always helpful. He's helped me out on a bunch of things where I've, I've gotten a little bit of reporting done. And he just he just texts me back, not happening. And it just like, just couldn't, like, couldn't have been blunter. Like, usually he'll give me a little bit of just like, not happening. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I believe these people. These people never steer me wrong. Like, with a few things I reported, I was like, all right, cool. And then two days later, it was reported that, like, yes, these teams are in talks. I was like, I fucking knew it. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can say that. But, like, I knew it. Like, I, I got this. Like, I, like, I was right on this. I'm going to end up, like, getting to co-break the story with him. And then it wasn't that team. It wasn't even close to that team. Well, I guess it technically was close to that team. It was another shitty team that he got traded to. But I was like so hopeful. But I just thought it was so funny because it's draft night. Everything's chaotic. And I know I'm bothering him because he's got all this stuff going. But I just sent this long message. It's like not happening. And that was just – it was couldn't have been a colder answer. But it's also correct. So, But yeah. Shams, is, Shams is great. I also was talking to two friends of mine at Summer League who caught me on the concourse – one this is around the time i started working for the athletics so i we were just become colleagues and shams walks by and gets about like 20 feet from us and they out of nowhere uh and they're not basketball writers or anything like they're one's a comedian and one is a lawyer i think or whatever but um but all of a sudden they go shams what do you report it like just scream it and he looks and doesn't know them but he recognizes me and just like kind of looks at me with like this did you just yell that at me kind of thing and like and I just like froze like I could have been like that wasn't me I just froze I just like held my hands like Ricky Bobby and then he walked away I was like that's a great first impression. thanks guys <laughs> all right up next we're gonna go to uh uh let's see Morgan uh, hopefully she's not in her car driving home anymore she can safely ask you a question Morgan are you there yeah I'm here okay yeah, awesome ready? Ready Fantastic. to go. Um, hi, Zach. Um, I just wanted to know if Jason Tatum is growing two inches every year, is he set to become a, a seven-footer by the time he gets to 22? Because he is still only 21, yeah? Yeah, I think well, he might be 17 at this point. I can't remember what Boston <laughs> he grow, is. He ages backwards in, and he grows of, yeah, I, yeah, I think he does. Um, yeah, he might be our new like Kevin Durant or Giannis, right? In the terms of like he just keeps growing and we we just bump him up a couple of inches every single year. And I do one of my favorite stories um was this was when Michael Beasley still played for the Timberwolves. And Kevin Durant was trying to convince people he's six nine, right? He's like, I'm six nine, no, he's listed at six nine, all this stuff. And so I went to I went up to Beasley in the locker room one day and asked him i was like hey you know kd from like you guys kind of grew up together like he says he's six nine is that true and he and b says says if he's six nine then i'm six four and then and then oh man who was it it might have been brad miller somebody on the Timberwolves then asked beasley well how tall are you and he got it wrong he got his own height wrong where he said something like, I think he said six six, and I think someone next to him was like, I'm six six, you're taller than me. All like, oh, right, six eight. I'm six eight. It was something along those lines. So that's uh I've got a lot of fun moments covering Michael Beasley, who was uh, I love fantastic. the idea that NBA players lie so much about their height and weight. It's like pr- remembering your fake ID number trying to sneak into the club. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. what it is. Like, what did they listen to me at? They they have no privacy, so this is what they have to lie about. Yeah, you, I guess you got to lie about even something. Even though we can see it right Very in front of us. Point. <laughs> um, right. Um, 
I also wanted to ask um, your top five Australian players in the NBA of all time. Oh, of all time? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there is right answer see. to this. There, there, is a, there is a very um, wrong answer. There's a right answer? Okay. There's a, there's a wrong uh, answer. Well, my, I can tell you number one. Number one, Shane Heal. I <gasps> love Shane Heal. What a Shane cool. Heal was like this sh- short little gunner. I played for the Timberwolves for a little bit. I love Shane Hill. Oh my God. I was the blondest hair you've ever seen. Blondest hair. Blondest hair you've ever seen. Um, That's a great claim, Aaron Baines, because I think Aaron Baines is actually a Kiwi, right? No, he's Australian. Stephen Adams is a Kiwi. No, but I thought Aaron Baines was born in New Zealand, but maybe grew up in Australia. I could be wrong about that. They're all born. I know. Then they they move. All right, then I'm throwing Aaron Baines into the mix. Um, oh, my God. Who was the – man, there was another – this is the problem. I'm, I'm terrible with names. There was another dude – oh, uh, Andrew Gaze? Andrew Gaze, there you go. Great Gaze, name. Australian? Yep. Andrew Gaze is there. Luke Longley is there for sure. And then I'll round it out with uh, – he's not good, but he's a super nice dude, and I like talking to him, Dante Exum. I love Dante <gasps> Exum. Uh, oh, Dante's you, you my guy. Win. You win because you didn't say Ben Simmons. That's okay. No, no, no. He's not a real Australian anyway. He grew up. He like played what? basketball in high school he's in the not. states. Like he's he's not. He's he doesn't not have an really accent Australian. anymore. Like no, he's not. Oh, Zach. My sister's me. more Australian than he is, and she has That's a right. horrible middle of the road accent between an American accent and an Australian accent. That drives me crazy. And she's probably represented Australia more times than Ben Simmons has. Definitely has. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, which part of Australia does she live in? She lives in Mount Martha. Oh, uh, wow. That in that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I live in that state. Okay, yeah. So she grew up, or she, she moved to Sydney, then after a couple of years moved to Melbourne, and then they've moved to Mount Martha, I don't know, like seven, eight years ago, something like that. See? Like I told you, everybody, Sydney sucks. <laughs> that is that is your uh, one consistent message on this I'm always uh, consistent, yeah. Chris. Podcast. I, had yeah. something, I had something stolen from me when I stayed at a hostel in Sydney. And it was Was um, it your joy and will to live? I was thinking, it was it was that it was that and a pair of shoes. I had a pair oh, of shoes. Oh, see, I'd, I'd rather take yeah. my will oh, to live man. than my shoes. Jesus. <laughs> okay, thanks so much. I really appreciated your answers. Of course. All right. Uh last but not least for this this first round, this opening round of questions, we've got Flem and M. I made him go last. I'm punishing him. Sorry, Flem. Sorry, well deserved. So I initially actually had a question about the athletic and journalism because I feel like y'all are one of the few outlets to still like promoting honest journalism and trying to find true journalists uh, as they kind of go more into. So if you want to speak on that, you can. Because I, uh, yeah. but then when you mentioned you hate reporting, I was like, well, damn, now my question is worse than Kidge's. So, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm just reference. lazy though. Like, that's all, that's all that is. <laughs> but then I want to make the reference to when you said old uh, NBA players and how they would stand up today. And I see, is that Biggie behind you? That and is you're Biggie in the photo. Yeah, I just, and just so got I, and this is a hot take. I don't think Biggie was as impressive nor pop. I think without each other, they're both average. Um, and so I would wow. think nowadays, <laughs> uh, the way opinion goes, so you can take whichever topic, although based on reaction, I imagine we will not be talking. I'm, I mean, I'm offended at the biggie comment. I'm offended at that. Um, this is why I'm a, I like, I'm a West, I'm a West coast guy. So I yeah. love Tupac. I don't subscribe to any of the, the slander that Amin and his cohorts will throw from an East Coast bias at Tupac. Tupac is great at what he does. The problem is he had horrible, horrible producers for the majority of his music. So it sounds dated, but his lyrics are very good and he's a he's a great rapper. But Biggie, it pains me to say, is better and Biggie is like maybe the greatest all time. Like maybe, like Biggie is, the problem is he died early and so he has like two albums, but those two albums are all timers. Like I... Grant, I'm I'm an old person at this point in my life, but I cannot let Biggie slander happen. Like he's he's too good. So journalism can die as long as Biggie's reputation continues to go. I think journalism should have taken those shots and not Biggie. That's what I would say. That, I think we'd be in a better <laughs> place shit. if that's what happened. And I think Kyrie would <laughs> agree with me. Um, no, I will say this. Like I I. I've worked at ESPN, I've worked at CBS Sports, I've worked at The Athletic, and I cannot stress how 
how much better of a company the athletic is at supporting their workers. Like I've, it's almost, it almost feels like a trap. They're almost too supportive where I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a little more sniping or like some backhandedness or something here. Like I, this is making me uncomfortable how nice everyone is, but they legitimately, like I, one, I think they've pitched me in my two and a half years there. They've pitched me like maybe three things to write and everything else has been like, write what you want, which is not, typical they they'll be like hey we think this would be a good thing for you to do consistently if you're into it great if not don't worry about it um and if something is not ready like granted there's like some deadline stuff but if something's not ready they're like just make it how you want it and then turn it in like i've never lived i've never worked in a place that is as supportive as the athletic because they do truly just care about getting it right that's awesome cool man i appreciate the time excellent excellent all right that is a that is a quote that's definitely a pull quote from this podcast. Uh, journalism. That one might get me in trouble. I don't care. <laughs> Journal- <laughs> journalism should have taken the shots Biggie did. <laughs> that was uh, that was good, Zach. Excellent. All right. We have a, a few late arrivals, but I'm going to throw it to uh, Stupak now. Stupak, are you there? Maybe maybe Stupak is just listening in. I don't yeah, know. No, I'm here, bro. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. My bad. All right. No, you're good. What's going on, though, Zach? I had a little hoop train scenario question for you. (laughs) (laughs) These are our favorite. All right. So, uh, should be good. With Milwaukee and Giannis signing the extension and Harden won out, even though they got beef, do you think if they got them, the pick and roll that they had together would lead them to the top of the East? So, you think they'd be able to coexist if Milwaukee did go all in trying to get Harden? I don't think Mike Budenholzer is a good enough coach to get Harden to do what he would need to do. And I think we'd have some serious like Russ KD final year there vibes of like, no, it's my turn. No, it's my turn. Um, I don't see James deciding like, oh, yeah, Milwaukee's not big enough for the both of us. So it gets to be Giannis's team. Like James is a dude who wants to do things his way. If he bought in, I think it'd be the best combination in basketball, but I don't see him buying it. Like that dude wants to do it his way and his way only. No doubt. No doubt. Good looking, bro. All right. Up next, we're going to throw it to Mark, AKA Leberedit. Go ahead with your question, Mark. Zach, uh, I just retweeted you and uh, you're welcome for the exposure. Um, Thank you. My question <laughs> is, thanks you too. Uh, I'm a Pistons fan, sadly. And it just seems like there's, Condolences. So, so many teams that have literally no hope. And does the league think this is an issue or does it need correcting? Is there anything they can really do? Because at this point, it's you're hoping for a draft pick like a Giannis that falls to you. That otherwise, what do you even do? No one wants to come to Detroit where a team Giannis like Giannis did fall to us. And we pay, we pay Caldwell Pope, bro. Don't ever forget that. Like, uh, my father who will tell you right now, I was standing like, bro, we need to draft that funny name, dude, bro. Like, I don't know who he is, man. We picked Caldwell Pope, bro. Don't forget that. It ain't the league for it. It's the GM's for it. What do we, what do we need Zach yeah. for? We got, we got Stu Puck. Yeah, no, Stu, Stu nailed it. Like, I am, I'm an elitist when it comes to basketball. Like, I think if you make bad decisions, then you should not be rewarded. Like, I want the lottery unweighted. I want that to be a fair one through 14. Wow. Everyone's got an equal shot. Um, I think that – I think it's a survival of the fittest situation. I don't believe in market advantages like when it comes to new york or la or that i don't believe in any of that stuff because my examples will be jerry reinsdorf and michael jordan isn't playing for the bulls james dolan donald sterling three biggest three of the biggest markets and all those franchises suck because their owners suck and so i think i actually think the pistons have made some progress in bringing in troy weaver he's a really smart guy if he's allowed to execute his plan and he's given patience he will fix the Pistons. They need a little bit of luck when it comes to, you know, the the lottery balls. But um, they're going all in trying to get Cade Cunningham. They're going to try to get uh, they're going to try to get the kid Bates. Like they're going to try to load up on draft picks and build from there with you know with uh, with Dwayne Casey. And so if they get the picks, they'll be good. Otherwise, yeah, man, they they made their bed. They've got a shit in it or whatever that expression is. <laughs> I don't, right. I don't think I got that right, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. close enough. No, they have been yeah. shitting bed for years. So they made their bed. They have to shit in it. 
Yeah. That's that's the second pull quote behind the biggie one. <laughs> that, yo, 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 that is the title for this podcast. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> they've, they've made their bed. They have to shit in it. That's uh, beautiful. All right. We're going to throw it to John down in Miami right quick. Go ahead, John. Hey, Zach. Um, uh, sorry, I was late. Um, just wondering if you guys covered movies already. And if so, I wanted to hear what your worst um, or best worst movie is. Oh, man. I mean, we've I think done I just quite a the bit of there. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit of a Cody moment there. But um, I will say... Oh, man, we've got a lot of them from for cinephobe. Um, cats, cats. Uh, no, cats. There's nothing redeeming about cats. I have seen cats more times than I've seen the original Lion King, which is not a happy thing for me to admit. Uh, I didn't see the Lion King until last year. I just never, never saw it. And then I've seen cats twice. So I, um, I cannot stress enough how angry cats made me both times. Um, the best worst movie that we've that I've seen is the movie Next, starring Nicolas Cage. It is there is a twist in the movie that if you if you haven't seen it, there is a twist in the movie where I've gotten a lot of people over the years to watch it, and they'll tweet me saying like, "Hey, I'm watching Next now because it was on Netflix forever. I don't know if it's still there." And I'll be like, "All right, I'll see you in 90 minutes." And then 90 minutes later, someone tweets me like, "Fuck you! Why did I watch this movie?" Because the twist in it is so. It's just such a giant blazing middle finger to the audience for spending the time to watch it that um, I would say that one. Like, I have seen that movie probably like 10 times at this point. I still kind of enjoy it because I love all things Nick Cage, but it is that's a bad movie with a pretty good cast that just does not like its audience. So here's the funny part about that is um, my my wife's cousin executive produced that movie. Um <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. He had, I, I think he had the, the rights for um, Philip K. Dick's, um, you know, uh, uh, different stories. And that happens to be one of them. And so he was the executive producer in that movie. <laughs> I was, I flew out, I flew out to, to LA on the weekend that it opened. I went to see it at man's um, Chinese uh, Groman's Chinese theater and um, had to go visit with him the next day. And uh, I couldn't, uh, you know, I was asked, Hey, how, how was it? And, and I was left there kind of stunned because I, I didn't know how to react. I happen to agree with you. It was a horrible, a horrible, horrible movie. And I couldn't, I couldn't, ex I couldn't express that to him in any way. Unfortunately, there's a point where Nick Cage makes quarters come out of a guy's nose and it's not one of the five most ridiculous worst things in the movie. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll say that. That's the yeah for for people who don't know that's the one where he sees like two minutes in advance and um, two minutes into the future that's, that's right it. Two just two minutes that's his X Men power is just two minutes like it's it's a stunning script yo yo real quick is 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 Murph is Murph flashing a machete in front of his camera what I don't know Jeff but this is a, a audio medium so it doesn't matter all right fair uh, enough the uh, audience can't. Can't see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but you should put uh, your good jacket back on, Jeff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh next up, we are going to throw it to someone who has not made an appearance for a while. That would be Mike Ryan fan account. He's uh he's got a basketball related question for you. Go ahead, man. Hey, what um sports mascot would you pick to take on five velociraptors in the game of NBA basketball? Oh, um, past or present? Uh, any. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the warrior who I think died, but, um, there was those war, this built warrior mascot from like the Bob Sura era, which is a fantastic sentence to say out loud, um, who was like crazy athletic and just, and looked like he was in great shape. So I would pick him from the past. From the current, it's got to be the Wiley Coyote because the Wiley or Wiley Coyote, the Spurs Coyote, who's stolen from Wiley Coyote, because he's got meth eyes. He has green meth eyes, and I've just always thought like that guy could do some things if just given the right bump. Okay, so this would um and and just to clarify, like this is 
regulation basketball. So some people pick their answer based on like, well, the Velociraptors are going to, you know, kill the other, the other mascot. So, uh, but this is like, who has the best basketball prowess? Because no, if, if Chris Pratt can control three Raptors, I think that these mascots can, I think a meth coyote can do just fine against them. And then if anyone picks like, Ooh, a wizard, cause they can do magic. I'm not six years old. I don't believe in magic anymore. <laughs> Stanford tree. Next headline is Zach Harper takes out Chris Pratt for no reason. <laughs> oh, no, there is a no, reason. I got, no, kicked, I got kicked out of a seat. I got kicked out of a seat at a Clippers game. Not Go it was pregame. <laughs> I, I'm standing I'm standing courtside as I am want to do before before a game. And Chris Pratt is coming out to the to whatever company he belongs to's seats and someone should like shooed me out from these from standing in front of these seats because chris pratt had to watch you know warm-ups or something like that so i do have beef with chris pratt excellent with you. then so do i but, but even you, bigger, bigger headlines than the uh the quotes <laughs> we 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 got from you before excellent all right i'm gonna throw it to uh, uh a couple we had a couple second round questions uh first up we're gonna go with jeff hopefully it's a, a little simpler than it was before uh, all the trade kicker stuff Go ahead, Jeff. No, it's going to be equally as complicated. Um, oh, sweet. No, no, no. Uh, so, Zach, you're you're an LA guy, yes? Yes, I yeah, I've lived in LA for three and a half years now. Yeah. Okay, so two part question. Number one, I know that you've done the uh, Kamenetsky Bros late night uh, podcast once or twice, and yes. I love I love the cams. They're good. and they're athletic. They're, great. they're they're at the athletic, I believe now. Correct. Um, I think so. I think they're still there. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're great. So the first question is, is David Griffin the long lost third Kamenetsky brother? Oh, that's a great question. I think he has to be because Griff looks and sounds a lot like those guys. I mean, it's a dead ringer, right? Like, yeah. Um, so um, the second part of the question is, will the Lakers ever lose the championship again? Uh, yeah, as soon as LeBron goes away, we'll be back to the Anthony Davis Pelican Lakers. Don't you say that. All right, anyway, I, I just I just wanted to take the opportunity to be a pain in the ass about being a Lakers fan, so... Um, Do you I'm want sorry. me to explain like some complicated cap stuff here for that I don't oh, yeah, know? Yeah, no, yes, yeah, 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 uh, like uh, if you wouldn't God. mind. Uh, he said no. he wanted to, he, he said he wanted to, to end his night kind of early, Jeff, so let's not... Let's not uh, ruin the man's evening. No, no, I, I, I sincerely appreciate uh, your your input. And David Griffin is most definitely a Kamenetsky brother. So thank you. Yeah, they even yeah they even right. sound a lot alike. Now that I think about it. Okay, up next we're gonna throw it back to Beat Count. Go ahead, Beat. Do you happen to have a limited fake impression of anybody? Um. Oh man, what can I do? I've well, I can. So, is anyone a big ninety day fiance person here? Probably not. Probably that would have to be Billy or something like that. Um, I, so I do. I do one of one of the guys who was on, uh, who was on that show. But I, I do a very limited Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. That works. That was good. Very limited. <laughs> That's perfect. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> All right, gonna throw it back to Kish. Go ahead, Kish. Hey Zach, um, who are the f- top five players in the NBA with the most swag? Ooh, um, I'll say Jimmy not Butler. Swaggy P. No, well, he's not in the NBA either. Um, <laughs> I'll say Damn. Jimmy Butler. Drake. Um. Jim, all right. So Jimmy, I would say Serge Ibaka. Um, Kevin Love, surprisingly. If you're into the Banana Republic look, Kevin wow. Love. He loves Banana um, Republic. They're always on sale. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I had someone who his first job worked at the Gap. I looked at Banana Republic like, yo, that is that's the goal right there. I gotta get I gotta get to the the good stuff. Yeah. Um. So all right. So Jimmy, Serge. Kevin Love, um, dog is digging into the catch right now. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, uh, yeah, 
what's going on right now. Hey. Uh, all right. So Serge, Jimmy, Kevin. Oh, Dame. Dame definitely. Okay. Okay. And Robert Covington, surprisingly. Robert Covington's got a lot of swag. No hero over there? <laughs> no, I look, I don't I, look, no offense to I don't give a I don't give a damn what any 20-year-old's wearing. I just don't. Like he's gotta get a little bit older before I start giving a shit that he's dressing like Kyle Kuzma, but we're ignoring that it's happening. Jalen Brown's got swag. Jalen Brown, yeah, he's he's got like a quiet he's got like swag smart about swag, him. Like intelligent yeah, exactly. swag. Not like yeah, he's got like IQ swag. swag. Right. Exactly. Like he's wow, that hot was a rough way of putting it. Hmm. Yeah, he's a yeah, Jalen's a good looking dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. All right. All right. I think that uh wraps up our, our lightning round questions. Um, and we can edit this part out. Did anybody else have any anything else they want me to if you want me to throw it to you now is the time? I, I had a little draft. Yeah, I had a draft elite question. Yeah, I got right. I've got time too. I just I wasn't sure how long it was so I was just like as long as I'm out by like seven, I'm good. I got you. All right, Stupak, right, I'm about to throw it. Eastern. Yeah. I'll throw it to you real quick. All right. All right, so we was talking about the uh, draft lottery reform. I was thinking, what if everybody had a chance in the lottery? So you put it like 100 balls in there. The champion get a ball. The loser get a ball from the finals. The conference finals losers get two balls apiece. The rest of the playoff teams get three balls apiece. And then the rest of the players or the rest of the teams in the league get four balls apiece. Whoever the league MVP was, they team get a ball. And who was their all-star game MVP, they team get a ball. You feel me? Oh, I like this. I like, yeah. One, I don't like the idea of rewarding the bad teams because I do think like you, like unless it happened because of injuries or something that you can't control, like you suck because you suck. You don't suck because it was an accident, right? Like I, the Timberwolves have been trying to be good for 32 years and most of the time they accidentally tank and they have no idea they're tanking. So I, I don't believe in rewarding bad teams. So I'm in on giving teams the like like the champ should have a shot to win the lottery maybe not a good shot but why not why not throw them in why not if you i think if you have multiple picks i think you should get extra extra shots for for acquiring multiple picks and not just the normal like you get theirs and theirs i think let's throw another one on top of that for being a good gm like i think we should do all that yeah because that'll make uh the playoff doing the lottery I mean, I know I just make picks like when LA traded all those picks in New Orleans, those picks would be a little more valuable now since they'll still be a chance in a lottery. And I expand a lottery from whatever it was to like the top seven, maybe even the top 10. So instead of it just being those first couple picks, it could be the top seven picks or the top 10 picks up for grabs. And then the bad. I wouldn't mind making all 30. Hmm. I wouldn't mind making all 30 for the lottery. Let's 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 do that whole call. thing out. Yeah. Stupac is absolutely, absolutely an ideas man. He is the, the dude. Oh, he's got uh, the best ideas. Yeah, he's it's... he's restructuring the NBA, the NFL. He's fixing baseball. Like the, the guy is. is he, an fixed, endless... he fixed ESPN for a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, he hell to. yeah, he did. Hell yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, yeah, we still working on our PowerPoint for the city. I got to. <laughs> no, they're dead. Right they're dead to us now. They can go. <laughs> he said they're dead to us. Gone. Well, I go mean, on. we can't run into Amazon, or you know, what I mean, Amazon can do it. Fox can do it. I mean, a couple yeah. people can do it. Zach, I got a question for you real quick. Um, who is uh, – I, I know NBA players, I feel like more so than than most other – at least what I've seen, most other leagues, players, clap back at writers and journalists and talking heads on Twitter. Have yeah. you ever experienced that? And if so, uh, uh, who with? Um, Tony Allen came after me once. Uh, a little bit and then didn't remember when I talked about it in person, uh, which I expected, I didn't expect him yeah, to. Right? Yeah. And that's not like, Oh, I think he's ducking me. I think he legitimately doesn't remember right, that stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I had done something. I think I had tweeted something about like, I'd love to see, you know, Tony Allen and Ricky Rubio, like, you know, explain something to each other or something. I don't know what it was. And Ricky was a rookie in the, in the NBA at the time and had a decent grasp on the English language, but I just thought it would be funny. And, uh, and so, and he, and I think he, someone tagged him in or he searched his name or something like that. And, uh, and then, and asked me, why would that be funny? And I was like, really, I got to explain that. Like, that would just, you're a funny guy. He's a funny dude. That would be a good odd couple pairing. Like, I don't think I'd have to explain that. Um, I got popped by Greg Popovich once, which I know is not quite the same Ooh. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I definitely got popped before. Um, I've had, <laughs> I won't name the player. 
but I was tweeting what's, what's about rhyme with. <laughs> I can't. Parker. I can't do that. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, it's Myrie Smurvy. No, it wasn't Kyrie. Oh, um, I don't think Kyrie cares. Um, it was uh, Smussel Westbrick. Where I was, I was tweeting about like why he has a certain perception, and I know that he saw it, and then and we have a good relationship, and then next time I saw him, he was not looking me in the eye. He was not really answering questions. He was giving me these oh, really no. weak answers. And he never did that to me. And so finally I was just like, you know, this is what we're doing. Okay. And I walked away and then the PR dude came over like, yo, what's going on? And I was like, uh, and I said it to where he could say, where he could hear. I'm like, yo, I'm literally old enough to be his dad. I'm not, I'm not taking this shit from a kid or whatever. He was 22 at the time or something like that. And, uh, and then the next time I saw him, he acted like everything was cool. And I was like, oh, really? We're good now? Like everything. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and so, and so like, I've had a couple of things, but no like real run-ins with players. Like for the most part, I don't think they care what I say. I don't know that they pay attention to what I say with fair. Um, but yeah, like I think the NBA opens itself up because it's kind of an intimate league, right? Like the players are very visible. They're very, um, allowed to be themselves and then you know the nfl that's not really acceptable baseball i don't know that anyone cares and so the nba i think because it's such a small community of players and a small community of writers yeah i think like i think it lends itself to like oh you said this about me i'm gonna come after you yeah yeah right on right on i appreciate you uh uh telling us that even if we don't but now now we're just gonna speculate you know that right like when this i do i do like the the guests you have two brothers in the league (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> you, you had to think about it you had to think about it yeah All I right, I'm, to think gonna, about it. I'm gonna i'm gonna throw it back to uh to lou rafter in sales he's got something for you go ahead lou all right zach we appreciate you coming on the lower after hours and so uh every time we get a new guest on we like to create and give them a gift so uh probably only me and you because we listen to the cinephile or really understand this but uh, I made you a hat. If you look close, it says, isn't it? Oh, shit. That's isn't Gotti it? and Nick. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is incredible. Do me a favor. Do not make one of those for a meme. I oh, want to lord not. that over him. That is like the <laughs> nicest thing I've ever received for doing anything. That's incredible. Well, well we made him a Darth Amin hat. And I still have yet to see a pic of him wearing the Darth Amin what hat. So fraud. What an absolute <laughs> fraud that guy is. Just rude and tacky. Oh, rude, tacky. Like, there every Friday, I have to talk to him professionally for eight hours. Whoa, eight. Hours? That's excessive. We do three hours of radio in the morning, and then we do a two-hour, you know, recording, talking session of Cinephobe, and then we do three hours of radio at night. Eight hours. And that's not all I talk to him. That's just Fridays. And so I like, trust me, I know how horrible it is to deal with the mean. I know how rude he can be, how ungrateful he can be. And he's shitty with his taste in movies anyway. So I, unless he agrees with me on a movie and then it's okay. Right, I, I agree with me. Yeah, he's very ungrateful to Stu Park. <laughs> Stu Park's just, just trying to send him some ideas every day. Yeah, he told me if I sent him more, any more hypothetical trade requests, he was going to mute me. And I'm one of the biggest <laughs> theater of the mind fans there is. I'm like, hold right. on, bro. What we doing here, exactly. family? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I tag, it, bro. D- tag at Darth Amin in as many trade ideas and trade machine combinations that you can think of. Can we can we get some some uh, retweets if, if Stupak tags him? Can 100%. Some- Thank you, Zach. Send them my way. I will retweet every single one. Man of the people right here, Zach Carver. You're in, Stu. You're in. And at least, at, least <laughs> one, at least one real response as if it's the hot sample training was actually possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, one out of every, like, 10, <laughs> yeah. 11. I'll try to vary the number so he doesn't catch on to the pattern. But, yes, I will be like, hey, yeah. what do you guys think? I actually like this one. Maybe you change this guy it. up, you know? I love it. Oh, Excellent. when he told you he's going to mute you, that was the best. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Zach, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really Absolutely. appreciate your time. Uh, we, we could not be more thrilled to have you. On the count of three, can I get a thank you, Zach, in the chat? Go ahead. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, Zach. 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 Lakers are going to go three championships in a row. Quiet, Jeff. Stay up, bro. Good looking. Ha <laughs> ha
appreciate yeah, it, brother. Love, love the seriously, love the community, love the shipping container and all everything those guys do. I'm so glad you guys support them in the way in the way they do things because I have ripped them off a lot over the years. <laughs> and thank you for having a little bit of a. LA representation with me, and we it's, yes, it's, it's you West Coast, baby. Shut West up. Coast is the best coast. Right. <laughs> Zach, thanks again, man. thank you for joining us. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Seriously, anytime. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good one, night. Thanks, Zach. Bye, right, Go Shane Hill. Guys, guys, I'm the best. You're the so fucking. <laughs> He's so you good. Really the worst, most evil. So yeah. good. Jeff, you you you're like you becoming like this this punching bag, this lovable punching bag. You are becoming Stu Gotts on this show. Like, yeah, you went from Billy to Stu Gotts real quick. Yeah, it's I, I'm fine with it's either of those. I'm like, I, I, that's I'm a stretch. Billy Gotts. That's a stretch. Yeah, I I think he's like Stu Gotts. Those three months we hated him at the beginning of the year. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. Real hateable. He's like uh, he's like a he's a he's not a Stugatz Billy anymore. He's a Stugatz fucking Homer Mike Ryan now. Yeah, correct. Yes, yeah, pain absolutely. in the ass. Hey, it's not often we get an LA person on, oh. so I'm gonna fucking lean in. Oh, except it. for that other LA like hey, nation, and then the other dude that goes to the same <laughs> bar that you do. We and, had that. Like, shut the fuck up. You had, it? Yeah, you wanker. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.